All right, so the question Drew and I get asked every single day is how do you start a podcast? When we were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we both had so many questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen to? And most importantly, how do we make money from our podcast? The answer is simple. Anchor. Anchor is your one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all people, it's 100% free and it's ridiculously easy to use. Even Drew can use it. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, guys, that's exactly what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and Drew and the whole diverse community of podcasters around the world that are already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. We can't wait to hear your podcast. All right, you are now tuned in to the follow-through with Clips and Drew, the True Players Podcast. Happy New Year to Clips and Drew Nation. This is episode 58. On this episode, we are going to talk about James Harden and how he's changing the whole game. Officials don't even know how to referee him anymore. He got to the line 27 times. Shit's just ridiculous. We're also going to talk about Blake Griffin breaking out the iPad at halftime to show the referees exactly what they're doing wrong. Jabari Parker is out in Chicago. Where's he going to go? John Wall has decided to get season-ending surgery for the Washington Wizards. The timing is a little suspect. It's the follow-through with Clips and Drew. Drew, kick the intro. Intro music. Excuse me, I didn't mean to interrupt like Mount Vesuvius. I'm about due to erupt. Use it or I'm losing it. They say I need to loosen up. Tight, I'm well taught. I must do the max like us. I do have something to say, so you got to give it up. Give it up. What up, podcast world? What's up, everybody? It is the follow through with Clips and Drew. The True Players Podcast. We do this for the culture, people. Yeah. We do this for the culture. We are the NBA's number one elite podcast. Number one elite. Self-proclaimed number yeah. one elite number NBA one elite. podcast. Number one elite. It is a new year. 2019, man. Happy New Year. 2018 is in the past. 2019 is in the future. And we are the future. You're listening to the future. The future is now. The future is now. 2018 was a crazy year for us, Drew. Uh, everything kind of fell into place for us. Yeah, it was a good year. It was a good year. We had a, a lot of people hit us up and wanted us to do this uh, big, you know, recap episode of 2018, and that's just a lot of work, people. Like, we don't have a full team like a lot of other people have. We don't have <laughs> engineers and producers and you know interns. It's just it's just it's clips a, and Drew. It's a it's a two man show. It's a two man show here. What we want to do is kind of bring up some of the best things that happened in 2018 for us. Yeah, I like that. LeBron came to the Lakers. LeBron did come to the Lakers. <laughs> That happened? I didn't even know that. Yeah, that was, was that, is that new? That was yeah, it's pretty new. Pretty new? It oh. happened in 2018. I was talking it's more about recent. us, Drew, not necessarily oh, what happened. Oh, oh, in the I'm NBA. sorry. I'm sorry. Quit quit rubbing it in that you got the king, bro. <laughs> nah, but we had we had a really big year. I think we we've taken leaps and bounds uh from where we started. Yep. I think the best thing about our podcast is we are uh extremely organic. It was an idea thanks to Goldnet Basketball. We got to start started off with uh some really great production. Uh we had a studio and then Drew and I kind of put the ball in our court and said we can do this on our own. 
and we went on our own and some big things have happened. Our, our following has increased. Our listeners are, have increased. I think we're in about damn near 20 different countries. People yeah. are listening to us. We're, we are a global enterprise. A fucking global. We're global, global now. Global enterprise. Oh my God. Uh, some cool things that happened this year. Uh, we hit number one twice in sports. Yeah. Which is pretty amazing. On uh, iTunes. I want to repeat that, Drew. Yeah, we, twice. We hit number one twice in sports Two this times. year. Uh, we hit number, we were top 10 at least seven times, seven or eight times. I really couldn't get, uh, I was trying to look at all That's of okay. our posts. It happens so often. It, it's it, impossible. It was, really, it, I mean, it's, it happened. It's hard, it's hard to keep track. It, it, it was. We should, we, we, we would like to be there more, more, we're going more to. than not. We're going so to. So the idea is that we'll just be there. So for a organic podcast, going number one twice in top ten seven times is pretty amazing for one year. Yeah. Uh, we also had our infamous Soul Science and Clips and Drew collab. Yeah, that was a great party. Oh, my God. Well, first of all, we had a great product. We still have a great product, the Vesuvius, our own shoe fragrance. Word. Or as they like to say, shoe deodorizer. Yes. Um, Vesuvius, uh, to give you the history on why we named it Vesuvius. Because if you listen to our intro song by our boy Ken and Bell, uh, like Mount Vesuvius, I'm about due to erupt. Because that's exactly what our podcast is doing, is erupting. That's why we named it Vesuvius. Yep. And what a great company Antidote Fresh is and Soul Science. Uh, they've been big supporters of us since the beginning. They're great people, great company, and, and nothing but good things are going to come to them yeah. and their brand. And if you want to still pick up our fragrance, you can go to the website and pick it up. We would actually really appreciate it. You should do it. Another thing we had, we have a, uh, I, we really didn't talk about this much, but we had a documentary. Um, oh, we're trying to keep that under wraps. Well, I'm going to let him. I'm not going to tell him exactly what it All is. Right, but good, we yeah. had a film crew come and and document us and our daily. We were lives. documented. We were. They watched. They came and you know watched us play basketball and watched us you know do our whole pre episode routine and then watched us drop an episode and. It's going to be a podcast documentary. I'm not going to tell you who it's by, but it's going to probably be out this year with some really big heavy hitters. And the reason why they wanted Drew and I is because we do this from my living room. We do this from my couch. There isn't, you know, we don't have a huge brainstorming session. We don't have writers. We don't have any of this. We are just two yeah. really big basketball fans that know the game and want to talk about it. Yeah, this is like Apple computers when they started in their garage. I would. I think we're right there online with yeah. Apple and Amazon. We're, we're Jobs and Wozniak. That's right what here. I'm thinking. We, uh, Wait, we, why do you get to be Jobs? I said we're Jobs and Wozniak. Okay, okay. I don't care. However, you nah, want to do it. You can be Jobs. I'll let you be. Jobs. I look more like Seth Rogen. You look better in a turtleneck than I'll you tell do. You that I, much. Hey, that's nice. That's nice. <laughs> Uh, we also had our first NBA tip-off party, which is going to be the first of many uh, opening nights. We got to uh, have our listeners and some of the brands that we messed with. Our family and friends got to come down. We had a really great party. We're going to do it again. Uh, we were really excited about the turnout. Thank you for everybody that came. But so 2018 was a huge year for us. Yeah. And Drew, uh, you know, everybody talks about New Year's resolutions. I've never been a guy to have resolutions. I don't think you need a day out of the month to make goals for yourself. I think you should have daily goals, monthly goals, yearly goals, five-year plan, 10-year plan. And the plan is for 2019 to just continue moving forward and become the best basketball podcast in the land. And the only way that's going to happen is by listener sharing and supporting yeah. and, and continually doing what they've been doing. Yeah. The screenshots of people sending us listening to the episodes are so amazing. We want that to keep going. Uh, there's so many of you. We're going to shout you out at the end of the show. Uh, but we really appreciate it. 2019, we are going to fucking crush. Clips and Drew are going to kill it. So for everybody supporting us, keep it going. Yeah. Okay. 
That's right. But as for right now, for this episode, mm-hmm. it's episode 58. It is. Uh, we're, we're getting up there in the numbers, Drew. I don't know who the hell you have on this. Yeah. So this is the first time I've run up against this. A challenge? A challenge. <laughs> Literally zero people have worn the number 58. Zero? Zero. No, not one player in NBA history has ever worn the, worn the number 58. Correct. Uh, so, the, yeah, the, a challenge. <laughs> we, a we, challenge. Call it, we can call it a challenge. Okay. So I had to do a little bit of research. Okay. What'd you, what, what did you research around come a up little with? bit. And uh, I, I stumbled upon some things. So, you know, in, in the last couple episodes, I've been leaning back on who was drafted at that number, right? So it would be who was drafted at number 58. Mm-hmm. Several draft picks at number 58. None of which I even recognize really? the names give me, of. Give me a couple names. So uh, I'll just give you the last year. Okay. How about this one? Okay. For the, the, the New York Knicks. Okay. They drafted a Serbian. Uh-huh. Okay, going Euro. Shocking. <laughs> this dude's name is Ogden Jaramaz. Oh, you don't know Jaramaz, bro? It's probably it's probably Onyen Yaramaz. Oh, Yaramaz was a baller, bro. I don't know Yaramaz. The year before that, it was Abdel Nader, who I actually do know. I don't know him. Iowa State, he was he's he's good. I think he'll you actually probably see him in the NBA. I'm pretty sure he's in the G League right now. And then JP Takato. Nope. North Carolina product. Okay. Really big, super athlete. I think he left a little too early. Jordan McCray. Uh people would remember him from Tennessee. That guy was pretty good. Deshaun Thomas. Uh Ohio, none of these are ringing. I would say Robbie here. Hummel. Nope. So these are consecutive years that I'm talking about. And literally, I'm going back all the way. You know, I got excited uh, when I saw this dude, Joe Crawford, and I, then I realized I actually don't know who that is. No, we know Joey Crawford as the referee. The referee, yeah, right. Yeah, I recognize the name. One name that I did remember is Blake Stepp. Nope. White boy point guard out of Gonzaga, 2004. Mm-hmm. I remembered him. A white boy point guard out of Gonzaga? Shocking. I know. It's amazing. <laughs> what are they doing up there? <laughs> and then I was able to do one other thing. Okay. I went into the 1958 NBA draft. Okay. And... Number one overall pick, mm-hmm. Elgin Baylor. Shut the fuck up. Elgin Baylor. Minneapolis, Minnesota, the Lakers mm-hmm. drafted Elgin Baylor first overall in the 1958 draft. I went through the 1958 draft to see if, like, what other names that I would remember in that draft, mm-hmm. and there was not very many. No. Interesting thing about Elgin Baylor, because this is clearly going to be his episode. Uh, 100%. It has to be his episode. 100%. He was also drafted in 1956. Oh, because he, he went was to the drafted Navy twice or Army. He went to the Army, right? He was actually in college. He was at Seattle, uh, the university, mm-hmm. and in '56 he was drafted by the by the Lakers. Same team. They drafted him like 27th mm-hmm. after his freshman year, and then he played, or it must have been his sophomore year, because you weren't allowed to play as a freshman. So it was after his sophomore year, and he in, played two more years, stayed in college, played two more years, and then they drafted him number one overall. So you can draft and then go back to college. Yeah, well, I think it, back then they kind of treated it like the, the Major League Baseball draft right. does now. Like, kids can get drafted right out of high school, and then they can choose to still go to college. Yeah, and every year sense. they can get drafted. Uh, so I feel like it was kind of that. And plus, I think then there was only maybe 10 total teams. Right. So there was, you know, the draft was pretty sh- small. Um, but Elgin Baylor, 1958. The interesting about, thing about that is, like, he went back to college, and he averaged 31 points a game and 19 rebounds a game in college. <laughs> hey, Elgin was a problem, people. For all the young bucks, <clears throat> excuse me. The OGs know this, but for all the young bucks that think Elgin Baylor is just a horrible general manager, he was one of the <laughs> with gr- the weirdest hairdo. Yeah, well, he has a good. It was a good hairdo. It currently, it's a, it's a, it. He keeps it popping up top, dude. It's popping. It's popping up it's top. It's popping. Elgin Baylor was a problem. Him and Jerry West. I mean, that that could go down as one of the best backcourts 
around and Elgin Baylor was just a savage on the basketball court. So I'm I'm more than happy to have Elgin as our episode. So yeah, Elgin Baylor, number one. I, I'm happy thing. that it worked out that yeah, way. Yeah, that, that works it out kinda, great. It just kind of happened. that's how we have to go on the show now because the players. Well, I'm going to start digging deep because I don't think 59 is going to get any prettier. No, it's not. And that's why I kind of like that. Number one draft pick in the 1958 draft, Elgin Baylor. Elgin Baylor, you are our episode. The follow through with clips and Drew. A lot of shit happened this week, Drew. There's been a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing everybody's talking about is James Harden right now. Yeah. Uh, James Harden has made comments that, you know, he's going to get this MVP. He's going to be the he's MVP. He's going for it. Well, you know, it, it, it's crazy how times change because, you know, three weeks ago we're talking about shit. The uh, Houston Rockets might not even make it to the playoffs. And then D'Antoni just tells Harden, you know, bro, put this team on your back and just make it happen because they really don't have a great team. They have a really great offensive player that is James Harden. Um, and it just seems like, it seems like to me, Drew, because the comments we're getting about James Harden is he's unwatchable. He makes the game horrible. Uh, I can't stand him going to the free throw. It is kind of boring. It is extremely. And I think the NBA is actually getting that route. I, and we watch a lot of games. He's amazing at what he does, but it is, it's pretty boring. Yes. Yeah. Watching somebody go to the line 27 times a night uh, is, is boring. Yeah. And, we, you know, on the side of, I've talked to our NBA referee friend many times. And if this is how the game, this is how they're supposed to referee the game. This is how the game is played now. He's taking advantage of it. He's taking full advantage of it. They're not calling him on his sidestep travel. Uh, so it's part of the game now. And that's going to be how he plays. And they're Houston is now 21 and 15 and they're sitting in the four seed, four seed. So they went from 14 to four. That's how tight the West is. Everybody 14 to four. Still, now, yeah. With no Chris Paul. Correct. Chris Paul is not playing. Um, and but but to me, this is not shocking. We saw this last year. We saw he can this do the this. year before. Yeah, he can do yes, this. Yes, Houston yeah. is a great team. Yeah. They're a really good offensive team, but it's just it's getting really boring. Watching and, and honestly, watching every Clipper game, it's getting fucking boring. These guys are going to the going to the line so many yeah. times a night. You get a really quick run, like say you hit two buckets in a row, and then somebody's fouls and goes to the line. Yeah, the, the game is very choppy right now, and that's why these teams are scoring 130 yeah. points a game because players are getting to the line so completely J- taking advantage of it. James Harden is averaging 33 points a game right now, but which the is, last 10 games has been oh he's oh, over it's 40. Been, it's been tremendous. Last His 10 games. usage rate right now uh-huh. in the usage rate era. He's the third highest in NBA history after Westbrook and Kobe in their MVP years. Sure. He, and, and that's not shocking. And that doesn't make, uh, again, not a surprise. He has the ball in his hands every play. He's either assisting or shooting or going to the free throw line or some version of that uh, or turning the ball over occasionally. Uh, but the next highest points per game score is Steph Curry at 28, almost 29. He's so played less games, that's, though. That's four points per game beyond any the next best I mean he's out here trying to do this he's the best offensive player in the NBA right now if you're talking about one-on-one yeah yeah. Yeah. well I mean he's better than Steph and better than KD right now he is that's just what it is Mm -hmm. is he the MVP yeah I mean if they fucking go if they make it to the to the Western Conference Finals then yeah Mm -hmm. but again when you bring Chris Paul back in in to the factor you know the ball's not going to be in his hand as much like what's it wasn't working when Chris Paul was there right it it did last year. It this year's just been a fucking. It, it's a mess. Like Chris Paul's played like four games and then went out. Right. Three games and then he's right. out. So like, there's no continuity, which I think is what I, when when D'Antoni finally goes, just all right, dude. Like Harden, this, you're you're what game. we have. You're it's pretty clear, and it's not like it took him a long time to realize that. I think he was just hoping that the team would 
kind of rallied in the same way that they did last year. Mm -hmm. And they're just, they're not doing that because they're just unhealthy. Like Eric Gordon's out tonight. Like they, they just can't seem to get their lineup set and playing more than four games together. So but they're winning ball games. Th- well, the reason they're winning is because exactly what you're saying. Like James Harden has the ball every play. And can he do it all season? Yeah. That's one of, yeah. He could. He can do it. Yeah. Without a doubt. I, you know, it, it, we saw him, we've seen him do this for the last couple of years. I mean, and he said he's getting hated on in an interview yesterday. Yeah. Like he said, I know everybody's hating on me, whatever. This is the way the game's played. We can't hate on James if that's the way the game is going to be played. He's taking full advantage of how the game has been called. Mm hmm. Uh, and he's kind of setting the bar to how the game has been called. Yeah. I mean, he's making his own moves now. Well, and it's and- just, when you look at him, it's when they do the, the Clint Capella pick and roll, right? It's essentially what they do. It's it's like Capella or somebody who sets a pick and roll, or they just let him do his little dance and step his back three. second dance. But no one can stop it. Right. Like, so I get it. Like, it, I feel like the same way that he's boring is kind of similar to how I imagine early years of John Stockton, Carmelo would have been pretty boring, right? John Stockton's got the ball on the wing. Carmelo comes and sets the screen and they do the pick and roll. John Stockton hits an elbow jumper or he dishes to Carmelo. But Carl they know Malone. what's going to happen. That's what I'm saying. The it's defense boring. knows exactly what's going to happen. Can't stop it. But also, you can't stop it. Yeah. But you can't stop it either when you're getting phantom calls. I there mean, is I a wa- difference there. I watched yeah. a clip today where I saw in the last five games, Harden got something like eight phantom calls. Phantom being that he's not even touched. Right. And either this is why people are getting fed up with James Harden. Mm-hmm. You're selling it. You're, you know what I mean? Getting, getting a little finger, fingernail on the elbow and you're, you know, you're acting like you just got shot. Yeah. Like people are over that shit. Yeah. So, but if that's how the game's going to be officiated, and that's where we're going, and and there can't be any changes until the summer when the yeah. referees sit down with the players' association or yeah. whoever it is, yeah, the powers that be, and change the game. So the first sport that I that I loved growing up was soccer because my brother was significantly older than me, and he was a very good soccer player. Before I really even chose what sports were, but I loved soccer, right? So I've watched a lot of soccer over my lifetime, and they have had a problem with this. Uh, you, you, I don't know how much soccer you watch personally. I'm not a soccer fan, not a, but they okay, flop though. That's what I'm getting the flop at. Flop is it's, there. It's been a problem. Like for them, it was like a 20 year problem mm-hmm. and it got progressively worse and worse and worse. And the NBA is now facing this. Now in soccer, they have a recourse. If a guy f- flops and, and like the phantom foul, what you're talking about, and no one actually touches him, the ref has the right to give that guy a yellow card. Mm-hmm. It will be interesting to see what recourse the NBA can possibly develop for that because now they are stopping plays for reviewing shit all the time anyway. So they could review whether or not he actually got touched and then give uh, some sort of flagrant, uh, some sort of technical foul at, to the to the flopper didn't, to try and adjust this back into the proper way so that people aren't just like flailing their arms. Yeah, but they crazily. tried to do that with the flop with the floppy. You know what I mean? They try well, they, to do this. I remember that. Yeah. Okay. And that and and that's a rule now too. Do you see anybody getting fined for that? No. No. That, that so well because not... you can't flop anymore in the NBA. There's no flopping because as soon as you touch someone, it's a foul. It's a foul. You're so right. that you can't flop anymore because it's automatically a. So foul. So now it's so the you're... offensive player. It's not the right. defensive player. There has that's to be flopping. some kind of way to to adjust the scales. It's either stop calling it mm-hmm. or or be able to. Uh, you know, lay the hammer down when the guy like James Harden doesn't get hit at all and pretends that he got hit in the face and, like, grabs his eye Mm -hmm. and when no one touched him and he missed the layup. So there's got to be something there. There has to be some recourse. Uh, He's killing right now, though. Yeah, he's amazing. He's an amazing player. I'm not surprised that he thinks he's going to be MVP. He's fucking crushing it. Like, I I get it. I love how he's talking about that, too. I get it. Speaking about players talking about themselves, and I know you're going to have fun with this, 
uh, on oh, yeah. LeBron. Yeah, I know. You want, yeah, I want yeah. to talk about LeBron because I got something to say about it, too. Okay. Um, LeBron, what is it, undisputed? Und- un- un- uninterrupted. Whatever one he's a part of. Uh, he's par- part of many. He's got so many. But they had a, a panel with LeBron on, and LeBron was saying when he won the two, uh, 2016 finals that that's when he realized that he was the GOAT. That's why I felt I was the GOAT. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of, he got a lot of backlash about that because Michael Jordan's never said that and like all this other shit. Um, I'm, I'm not mad at it. I don't think, I don't think people should be up in arms about it at all. Like that's when he felt that he was the greatest player of all time. Do you agree with him? I do. I, you know, I think, I think LeBron's the best player ever to play basketball. You do. I've said that many a times and I'll stick by it many a times. Do you agree that that championship that solidified that for you? I think you? it's more, I think, first of all, I think it's not necessarily that championship. I think that's, that's one of the reasons why it solidified it. I think many years ago, uh, not many, maybe, you know, six, seven years ago, it was apparent that LeBron was going to be the best offensive player we've ever seen in our lifetime. Um, and, and, and that's happening right now. We're seeing that that's happening. I think the, the championship that he won for Cleveland was when it's all said and done, that was huge. They've never had one. He did it down three, one, you know, quite possibly the greatest defensive play of all time. that's ever been played in basketball. Now, mo- more people are more upset. The fact that he said, I right. am the greatest. Right? Yeah, no, I get that. But in this time, like in, in, in this culture right now, where you know, Russell Westbrook said the other day, well, I'm the best rebounder score and, Defensive player in my position. James Harden saying, well, I'm the best player in the NBA. I'm the MVP. Muhammad Ali said many times, I am the greatest. I am the greatest. I am the greatest. And nobody gets mad at Ali. Now, just because LeBron is having a conversation with his friends saying that. And uh, by the way, Michael Jordan never said I'm the greatest. But he's very made it very clear that. He thinks he's the greatest. Kobe and LeBron couldn't check me. Right. But Kobe would give me more of a problem. Yeah. He said it without saying it. Oh, you feel me? Michael is definitely like he's he clearly thinks that he's the greatest, <laughs> and he should and, think. That. And I, there's something to that, though, right? If if you are the greatest, it should be it should just be, yeah, he's he was the greatest. Like everyone just should admit it. Now, in the era where people have grown up with a lot of dislike for LeBron, people have grown with LeBron as his his career has grown and grown to dislike him. Like same thing I, with Kobe. I Kobe had Kobe, Kobe had that too. I don't know how much Mike had that. Mike had a lot of love, right? A lot of love because Mike was the first. Mike and, was and, the first Kobe and LeBron, right? But he wasn't the first. I mean, Magic Johnson was un- almost unanimously loved ex- outside of like Massachusetts I'm and New saying, England. I'm saying I'm, globally, like being correct again. But that's with the times, right? The okay. NBA wasn't yeah, right. global until until the 80s, and, and that's when Mike really put him on the map. What I mean by that is just like in the United States, like you could hate the Bulls. Like let's just say you were a Rockets fan or a Knicks fan or there's several teams that would hate Michael Jordan, the Detroit Pistons fans. Of course. But I think there was a, like a just a level of uh, respect that was given to Michael. It seems like Mike was pretty much just like the guy. And everyone was like, yeah, he's one of the greatest players ever, if not the, the greatest player ever, unanimously. I, maybe it has to do with the fact that, that – uh, he was in Chicago pretty much his whole career and then went to Washington. True. Maybe it was, uh, you know, the fact that he was like very much the first of his kind and, and changed the way that the game was played. And LeBron has kind of emulated a little bit of that stuff. But the dislike, I think, comes naturally with the amount of coverage that these guys are getting, right? Mike, we only really saw on the court in highlights and then in press conferences, right? When he left the court, 
he was we didn't able, know his home life. He was able to right. leave. He was able to leave the court, right. and he was able to leave that behind. Social media was not part exactly. of the culture. And I think social media, Kevin Durant touched on this uh, in an interview uh, maybe last week or so, where he was talking about, like, people just won't don't like me. And that's right, right. there's nothing I can do about that. Right. People are just going to take a stance to not like me for whatever reason. You know, and, and I think I was definitely in that category. I didn't like LeBron. I didn't like LeBron because – in my mind, Kobe was the shit, and I always have that. It's always going to be there. Yeah, Kobe was disliked for <clears throat> some off-the-court troubles, but when it comes down to it, the reason that we have enough information to say whether or not I like a player, it's so easy to obtain now. Anytime I look at my phone, LeBron is at practice with is his that son. Le- is that LeBron's fault, it's though? It's not. It's not. But that's what I'm saying is I think because of that, it's not easy for him to say he's the greatest because he's not unanimously loved. And, and, and let me make this clear. I'm not saying – that that we can't have a conversation about this. I understand why everybody thinks Michael is. I was I was a thinker of that my whole life. Yeah. People got to understand this. I watch. I was there. I laced Michael Jordan's shoes. I was at Kobe Bryant's first fucking scrimmage in the NBA. I watched LeBron James in high school. I followed these guys my whole life. And for me to say that should me there should be some validity. Like I'm not. I'm not some dude off the street. Like I really have put some thought into this mm-hmm. and I've been around the game my whole life. And just cause I have this opinion shouldn't make anybody upset or think I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Right. You know what I mean? We should be yeah. able to, and, and, and this is the best thing about sports. And we've said this so many times, the, the narrative and the dialogue, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Like you can't, we, uh, we, you can't say who is the greatest NFL player of all time because the quarterback's the most important position. You know, Lawrence Taylor was great, but Tom Brady's got such and such five Super Bowl. Yeah, right. five, five, got five, five, five rings. You know yeah. what I mean? <clears throat> Who's the greatest college football player of all time? Is it Reggie Bush? Is it uh, uh, Sanchez? You know what I mean? Because they wa- right. What no, is it? I, I hear what you're saying. So I think when it comes down to it, it's it always helps to have your career end for these for these level of athletes because the reminiscing. Of oh man, I remember when LeBron back in two thousand seven. I remember LeBron, and and he's gone now. Like the way that I reminisce about Kobe, the way that all the Bulls fans still reminisce about Mike. That's what I took when Kobe left, though. Yeah, because I had so much disdain yes. and hatred. I had to as a Clipper yeah. fan, and we've talked about. It. I had personal beef with him mm-hmm. early, just yeah. because of the of the things that he said and did to me as a ball boy. Like I was already set on that path. It was done. Right. I'm I'm not fucking with Kobe. But when he leaves. Just like LeBron's gonna leave, exactly, and Dwayne Wade is going to leave, right? You know, and we're then we're gonna look back and be like, "Fuck, yeah, he was so good." But I think for LeBron haters, mm-hmm. like a lot of people that we know, like even if LeBron wins for the Lakers this this year, say they win the championship, it's still not gonna be enough for LeBron haters because they oh well, he doesn't have six like Mike. You know what I mean? Sure. And if and if, and again, if we're gonna and everybody throws this in, if it's all about chips and okay, why don't we talk about Bill Russell? Bill Russell. But right. then it's oh well, there's only eleven teams in the NBA. You know what I mean? There's always something. It's always something, right? And it's gonna be for every athlete. I think, and I think like that whole idea of the LeBron retiring is gonna play a huge part in his legacy because five, ten years after he's gone. It, it, he'll be a legend again. It, it'll go from like this kind of this legend. He's he's a legend now. You know what I'm saying? But like, it'll become myth again. You know, there was like this like myth. Kobe is now, even though he's only been removed. That's four what I'm saying. Years. Kobe's been out of the league three, four years, and he's won an Oscar. Like people love this man. Right. Like people in Boston love Kobe Bryant now. All of now. a sudden, you know what I mean? So I think that I think that plays a part in in that for sure. And that, that five, ten years removed, 
he'll become the thing of myth again. If he wins one in the uh, for the Lakers, dude, I'm saying I'm sorry. Dude. I'll be on board by then. <laughs> uh, but he is he is injured right now for the yeah. first time in a long time. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't want to spend too much time on the Lakers because we always do that. Uh, March 16th, 2016 was the last time a team won without LeBron James on their team. And the Lakers did it against the Kings, the Kings the other night they did win, which was redemption. Which was nice. Redemption. It was, it was a nice win for them. Um, something funny that happened this week, dude. And this is so Blake, like Blake Griffin did the most Blake Griffin thing of all time. Okay. And I've watched Blake my whole life. Yeah. And, you know, Blake was in that flop category for everything. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think, it was hard to referee Blake too. I'm not saying as big as Shaq, but Blake was a hard guy to referee because yeah. he was so physical and right. so dramatic at times. Yeah, very dramatic. Um, but he, this dude brought out the iPad to the referee at halftime and wanted to re- a replay. Re- show, replay. Show him a replay. <laughs> oh my god, the the video went viral, and as soon as I saw it, I'm like, "Yo, Blake is being so Blake right now," because there was something that was bugging him Clearly. the whole half. It's like, do you see that right there? <laughs> Hold on, hold on, let me zoom but in. See, that's what I can zoom in right there for so you. That's play, what I'm talking about. Fans and players want to know what what what, what was on the screen. Well, they want to know that the referee sees this. Like, what I want all of our listeners to know is, like, after a, an NBA game, even at halftime, the referees go in and they rewatch everything, and they'll be either like, "Shit, we missed that. We could be better at this. You know, whatever." Right. And I've been with our referee friend after an NBA game waiting an hour and a half, mm-hmm. you know, about plays they miss and whatnot. But Blake said, fuck it. We're, we're going to we're gonna bypass all right of here. that. I'll show you this one right here. <laughs> I'm grabbing this iPad and I'm bringing That's it funny. out. Hey, Blake was on a, a TV show that I like. What do you like? It's on YouTube. What's it's that? called Hot Ones. Oh, I love Hot Ones. Blake is on that. I didn't see that one Blake yet. Griffin, he actually, he, he does pretty well. He's funny, bro. He's a funny dude. He was very reserved in this. I, you know, I think he just I, he was really kind of nervous that the that the wings were going to be gonna way be too hot. hot. For all those out there that don't know this, it's a YouTube show, Hot Ones. Check it out; it's fucking hilarious. But yeah, Blake, you, you should watch it. Blake he has it. a he has another career yeah, after basketball. He'll be fine, one hundred percent. John Wall, okay? uh-huh. John Wall. Mm-hmm. We've talked about him all year. We've talked about the Washington Wizards all year. It was funny, Drew. We were talking about the flashbacks. We were talking about doing recaps of twenty eighteen. Our first episode of this year of season two before the season started, and we were talking about the Washington Wizards. Oh, and we were talking about oh, right. the problems that they're going to have, mm-hmm. and they've had problems all year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, John Wall has had season ending foot surgery. Foot surgery. Heel. Is, I think it's it's a, specifically his heel. The heel surgery. Yes. Uh, a lot of drama surrounding that. Uh, the timing is a little weird because the dude just dropped forty. I think he had a fifty piece this year. Did he have a fifty? piece? I don't think he got that. It was 50. close. He had, he had a couple of big games. He was balling, but we we've been talking about how he's not coming into camp in shape. Uh, there's been a lot of drama in the locker room. He told uh, his his head coach to fuck off in a practice. Uh, a lot of shit's been happening, and they're just not going to be good this year. So all of a sudden, midseason, not even midseason, you know, quarter of the way through the season, John Wall gets his surgery. Um, and Stephen A. Smith had some shit to say about that. And for everybody that doesn't like Stephen A. Smith, and I understand why you don't, I'm a big fan of him, and I think he keeps it real with everybody. I don't think he sugarcoats anything. But he had some pretty pretty crazy comments. We read read that comment, Drew. Yeah, sure. Um, he in the beginning of this little rant, this mini rant that he was going. Stephen on, A. is on vacation, by the way. Right. That's why he had to, he had a he had a, yeah he had to step out of vacation right. to to give an opinion. Not surprising uh, if you know Stephen A. Smith. Where was this when he dropped 40 on the Lakers? Why now? With the Wizards looking like trash half of the time, is the pressure too much? See why we should love LeBron James no matter what he shows up each and every single season. 
in shape, ready to perform, getting paid mega dough, but playing like he's broke. All these damn players want to get paid like they're shining, but where's the shine? Against the Cavs? Against the Nets? (laughs) Against the freaking Atlanta Hawks? For crying out loud. (laughs) Y'all can go ahead and join hands in prayer that Wall gets better, 100% healthy. But I'm hoping for more than that. I'm hoping this brother returns in shape, ready to validate that $170 million he's about to get over the next four seasons. Instead of leaving us wondering if he's calling it a season because he ain't about to make an all-star team and the Wizards damn sure ain't making the playoffs. That makes that makes 100% sense to me. And that's exactly what I think a lot of people were thinking. I was kind of thinking that way too. Just Stephen A. puts it in better terms. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. Sorry about my Stephen A. impression. I wasn't. I it was, was really bad. You put me on the spot. I, I can get. I can get louder. I, I need. I need like a shot or something to get to get into. <laughs> no, nah, but Stephen what a. I want to know what our listeners think about John Wall. Like, look, he came in. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. He came in fat. He comes in fat every fucking year. Fat NBA fat. NBA fat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, like Baron Davis said, like Shaq fat, strong fat, strong fat. You know what I mean? But if John Wall, who's getting 170 million over the next four years, do the math, people. Yeah, he's got 42 guaranteed in 2020. His last year is uh, 47 like million. It, come on, dude. If I'm Bradley Beal, get me the hell out of there. Um, well, now the ball's going to be in his hands. If you remember last season, John Wall had an injury, kept him out for a, like maybe two months. Shocking. And Brad Beal took over, and right. they were good. You you remember your boy Marcin Gortat got into it uh, with John Wall. That's right. Uh, in the media, that's right. By saying, you know, we're, we're playing like a team now. We're finally playing like a team. We have we and, and John Wall was not happy with that. Nobody's going to take that contract, bro. Especially after another surgery. Well, yeah, Brad Beal's playing for a contract at this point. He's trying to he's trying to get what? traded somehow. They're saying the trade. What they're looking for is a trade, though, is like two young players, draft picks, and you know, assets. That's mm-hmm. what they're looking for. I don't know who's going to do it. I don't know. If it was. I think it. when I saw it was two first or two two draft picks, a young asset, and then another player. Another one. So that's two players, two picks, and. We we talked about the Celtics, man. The Celtics could do it. The Lakers could do it. I don't want the Lakers to do it because and the Celtics aren't the Lakers and Celtics aren't going to do it because there's there's fucking death ray vision focused on Anthony Davis. Right. So they're going to have to get somebody else that needs a, a shooting guard right now and the, and the list is pretty small. I bet Toronto will be calling once Kawhi leaves in the summer. Well, um, there was talk speaking about Anthony Davis, there was talk Going to the Warriors, of course. Oh, Warriors my God. Talk. We get the fuck out of here. And they're talking Clay Thompson and Draymond Green. That would be the dumbest the dumbest thing the Pelicans could ever do. That's definitely not enough. And I don't I don't like that for the Warriors either. No. Like, part of why the Warriors are good is because Clay Thompson and Draymond Green are right. on, like, a big part of the Warriors' success. And I think having Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins and Kevin Durant and <laughs> Too much, Steph bro. Curry just seems on. out of reach. Come on. Um, it was Boogie's first practice today, full contact. Uh, looks like he'll be ready soon enough. I'm saying, what do you think, Drew? Two, three weeks? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think they should rush this. Right. Um, seems like he's he's doing a lot better than everyone thought at this stage, because we were thinking after All Star All Star break is yeah. when he would come back. Uh, this is a great sign. If you're a Warriors fan, um, you have to be really, really happy with with the way that this is turning out. I mean that I, th- I don't that know little sneak preview video that they gave of, of Boogie Duncan on Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. Uh, in practice, that was great. That's about as that's about as good as you're gonna get. And that's a little KD, half, KD little half chub, a little half chub for all the <laughs> KD half chub going down. right. KD going right to the burner accounts, yo. Of yo, course, it was a travel, it was a travel. travel. He traveled, travel. Pivot foot, picked. It I don't up. know if 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 uh, Golden State fans are happy 
about Boogie coming. I think it's more excitement because you don't know what you're getting. Like when you, when, if Steph's injured and he's coming back, you get. I think happy. they're gonna be happy. Well, we gotta see. We, because, is it gonna because, work? No, but just look at who's been starting for them at center. Yeah, like Damian Jones, mm-hmm. Jordan Bell, Kevon Looney. These mm-hmm. guys are solid. You know, athletic, athletic players. They're not even close to Demarcus Cousins. Right. They're not even close. But what right now, Demarcus Cousins are we getting, bro? Let's, right. let's not forget. Well, that's this the is, thing. Is I think even a fifty percent Demarcus is, is put, better than them. Is put is certainly better at certain things than okay. they are. You know what I mean? I'm not hating on Boogie. Yeah. I just don't know. We don't know as fans right. Right. and watching what Boogie's what what you know what kind of Boogie we're getting. Right? Is the offense going to run? I mean, is it going to is it going to swallow up the ball? Is He's going to shoot a lot of threes. Okay. Uh, I like, think I think essentially what they're going to do is they're going to put Boogie out into the role that Draymond's used to playing okay. and have Draymond play the five offensively. So then you'll have Boogie hit, catching those swing passes what for wide Draymond open threes. Draymond gets lost in this? Draymond will be fine. It, he plays the five. He, it, it, like, imagine this, right? So like their, their lineup, that uh, their small ball lineup, when they have Dre at the five, he'll just play that position offensively and, and Boogie will play the four offensively. And then when they go to defense, they'll rotate. Okay. So it's something that Draymond should be ecstatic with because he'll get all the offensive boards that he would want and his points per game should go up because he he should just have put back layups right. for offensive rebounds. And he won't have to have the pressure on him to shoot a three because DeMarcus will take that off his hands. No problem. DeMarcus <laughs> oh, Draymond, wants those threes. Draymond should not be su- shooting the threes. We talked Absolutely about that not. in the last episode. Really fast, Kawhi dropped career high last night. Yeah. 45 points. That's his career high? 45. It seems low. Well, I, mean, it, I mean, it's a great, it's a great right. number. But like when I think of Kawhi, I'm like, oh wow, I thought he definitely had, Look, he's had turning, fifty. <laughs> he's turning into be one of my favorites, bro. Kawhi, like Stephen Adams is like one of my favorites. Stephen Adams is great. Kawhi, they asked Kawhi about his Christmas, and he's like, oh, it was great. I got socks and curtains, and I'm like, dude, if that ain't a Kawhi Christmas, I don't know what is, bro. Yeah, right. You gotta love this fucking. No, I feel like th- both of those were on his wish list. This is. That was his list, dude. I'm telling you, I want you, some curtains and I want. Yeah, he socks. likes a dark room apparently, and his and his, the blinds in his in his place are not dark enough. This is why Kawhi Leonard is not going to be on the Lakers. Okay, he will be on the Clippers next year. Oh, yeah, I think the Clippers are a much better fit for him. I think that all the Wait, attention's so on. What you're saying? This is why because he wants curtains no, and socks. No, yeah, definitely curtains. Everybody on the Clippers likes Clippers curtains. gets curtains. No, like, I'm talking about his personality in general. Okay? He also doesn't want to play with LeBron. That's not a big. That's if he wanted to play with LeBron, we. He, I I think there would have been some different. He's going to be that a happen. Clipper next season. Exactly. I don't think and he's going to be a Laker either. It's a great fit for him because we are flying under the radar. And my whole point of this was <laughs> saying that. Kawhi likes to fly under the radar. Oh, he doesn't like all you. the media attention. Like Kevin Durant was talking about that whole quote unquote toxic environment yeah, for the, players. The constant to play attention with Le- on LeBron. Right. 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 Uh, I get that. Kawhi dropped 45, a quiet 45, and he looks so good, dude. He is so fucking good. He is good. He's, He's a good player. <laughs> I mean, that's like that's, that's the bottom line. Like when you look at him, you're like, he can do everything. He can do whatever you want. And he, whatever you want. Yeah. And he and he can also he can he likes to guard players yes. which is like a big deal now, yes we all know this james harden <laughs> russell westbrook the two best uh, defensive guards in the in the nba right yeah right, right there yeah, one and two totally good job one and two no that's good i i'm not surprised that you're thinking that he's gonna go to the lakers i do think clippers. that it, uh, sorry the pardon me i that was a freudian slip mm-hmm. uh the clippers but i do think that he will kind of have a shock i mean yeah the clippers aren't going to be as heavily covered as the Lakers are, but it is Los Angeles and and there we are, you know, outside of New York, the number one media city right now as far as especially for sports. Like right. 
shit goes down in the offseason here constantly during the year like if he's coming to LA he's going to be bombarded with more cameras than he currently has in Toronto right agreed yeah Real fast, Jabari Parker hasn't played the last eight games for Chicago. Yeah. Uh, they had said that he'd been out of the ro- – they were going to take him out of the rotation. He's obviously out of the rotation. I think this solidifies – I know we said it on the last podcast, but I think he was the main instigator of that whole – Seems that play. way. I think it? he was. Seems that way. And he was an NBA vet. We talked about he, like he's – Especially in comparison to the rest of the guys on, right. the, on the team. He was definitely the longer tenured – NBA player. Looks like to me that the coaches have blacklisted him. I mean, right? Are you agree with me on this? Yeah, Robin Lopez told coach that it was Jabari Parker and Jabari's snitch. And, and Jabari's Lopez. Jabari's in detention now. So, but this is sad because we were all really excited. He was coming home to Chicago. He's Simeon High School, very famous high school out of Chicago. Uh, that's where Jabari went. That's where Derrick Rose went. Uh, Jabari's on a two-year twenty million or twenty million for both years, right? Yeah, yeah, two-year forty million dollar correct deal. and. He's not playing. And he came out and said, I quote, you know, I I held up my end of the bargain. So for whatever's (laughs) happening, Chicago's a mess anyways, dude. But Jabari, we want you to find find a landing spot. Yeah. Because I really thought that that was going to work. It's just so crazy how some people can get like one thing happened, then you're done, dude. Like you're done. You're you're out of the lineup. You're not playing. Look at Nick Young. Nick Young gets picked uh, up, plays three games, doesn't even get doesn't even get to get burned. And then you're waved. You know, like give these people a fucking shot. You know it was, that's you know that was an interesting thing. I don't necessarily know if Nick Young, if we're talking about like the Denver, like the chemistry of the Denver locker room. I don't know if he fits necessarily with that. Yeah, but how do you sign somebody and wave somebody ten, like ten days later? I mean, I guess that happens. What I'm saying is like when you look at the Denver locker room, uh-huh. they seem like they were a bunch of guys that like go about their business, right? Right? Like they they've done a long they've gone a long way since the Carmelo J.R. Smith. Totally, uh, Allen Iverson Nuggets. Totally, and they and now the you know the 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 post Malone as I like to call him, Ooh. post Mike Post Malone. I like that uh, coach. The era that we have in Denver now is very much like we work and like everyone works hard. We play, and they got defense. some players on the team, and, dude. And and I don't think Nick Young is necessarily um, the. <laughs> The embodiment of that kind of... I just thought uh, an NBA vet would get a little more love. That's just what I thought. But speaking about Denver, Fizdale said about uh, Jokic uh, that he's a 7-2 Magic Johnson. Wow. That's what he said. He said he's a 7-2 Magic Johnson. Interesting. Um, 7-2 Magic Johnson. 7-2 Magic Johnson quoted. He's a little slow. He's a little slow. Yeah, he's like a 7-2 Larry Bird. (laughs) Okay, that's all right. I'll take that. Magic was quick, dude. And I I don't think Jokic is quick. He's fucking good, though. Yeah. Well, that's. I mean, this kind of leads us to what I wanted to talk about a little bit today. Uh, we are in a, a different year. It's 2019. Yes, we are. And I wanted to talk about December. December is a great month. Okay. A lot of games it's in December. I love December. In December, San Antonio Spurs were the best team. Shut up. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. They were number one in offensive. Uh, number one in offensive efficiency. Record wise, they they were the third best, but they're in the playoffs right now. They're in, yeah, I think they're in the, the eight eight seed. Eight. They turned November was terrible, right. but I was looking at a couple articles today, getting ready for the pod, and I, I stumbled across this one where the five best teams in the month of December were the Indiana Pacers, the Houston Rockets, the Milwaukee Bucks, San Antonio Spurs, and the Golden State Warriors. Interesting, pretty revealing stuff right there. And then the five worst teams. Oh, don't even say it. Knicks, Cavs, Pistons. Oh, yeah. Which is not good. They're slipping. The Suns and then the Grizzlies, right? It is. So we, 
you know, what what was it like? It could have been more than five weeks ago where the Grizzlies were atop the league. Number one. Yeah, look at the separation. Tied though. with the the Los Angeles Clippers they, <laughs> for the number one seed. And now they went five and ten in the month of December. They're in the tenth spot right now. They're in now. the tenth seed right now. I just think that the month of December is a lot there's a lot of games in that month. Right. And it's and it really is kind of telling the the trajectory teams are on in this month, December specifically. Because you're two months into the league at this point. You're you're coming right up next to that all star break. All the all the players are starting to get a little tired. They're starting to get banged this up. This is where you see what teams are really you think are going to cut it out. Exactly. Or gut it out, excuse me. But that's why when you see Houston killing like this, yeah. I mean, I'm not shocked at San Antonio. I can see San Antonio in that top eight. Yep. I see Houston obviously in that top eight. It's what is it? It's like, you know, like three and a half oh, yeah. out of first, and then like the separation from well, so Denver Denver at this point is is they only have eleven losses. Right. Uh, that's only bested by the Milwaukee Bucks, who have 10 losses at this point in the entirety of the NBA. Uh, but after them, it's Golden State uh, with 13, Oklahoma City with 13 losses, and then it gets real tight. Right. Four through, let's just see, four through eight, separated by a essentially game a, a game and a half. Right. And then you have Sacramento and, and Memphis there at 9-10. So it's just, it's going to be like this. It's just going to be like this, especially in the West. It's going to be tight. The East is already panning out. You can kind of see... Everything started to take shape already. We, we've we known the whole season that those top five teams were going to be there in whatever order that is. You know, Milwaukee, Toronto, Indiana, Philly, and Boston. And then when it comes to the West, bro, it's a fucking, it's going to be a. We said that the whole, it's a wild, wild barn burner. We've said that the whole, the whole time. So, um, I did want to, I, you know, it's funny, you know, it's 2019. Yes. Feels weird. Yeah, it does feel. I don't. Weird. I don't like the year twenty nineteen. Somebody tweeted the it's other an day. Odd year. Somebody tweeted the other day. Eighty one years until three thousand. Yeah. Put your mind. Eighty one years. Get the fuck. Out it's, a, it's a Kobe Bryant points <laughs> away from. Get from out of here, dude. Three thousand. Who's tweeting? And uh, so I did. I, I got an a idiot. little. I got a little nostalgic. Okay. And I listened to episode nineteen. Oh, of our of us of the follow through of the follow through with Clips and Drew mm-hmm. before we were dubbed the True Players Podcast. Oh, we're going back. Okay. Way back. How we sound? Terrible. Uh, <laughs> audio. The audio was not the best. Our, our opinions. We had our mics upside down, bro. Our opinions were great. All the content was there. It was uh-huh. very accurate. But just, it's so funny to go like just one year back, mm-hmm. and I just want to, I just want to touch on a couple things. Okay. That we talked go. About. Oh shit. This is th- this episode took place on January fourth, two thousand eighteen. Okay. The first thing we talked about was. Leangelo and Lamelo Ball landing in Lithuania. Oh, they just got there. That was their first day there. Okay. We talked about Isaiah Thomas returning to Boston for the first time, playing for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh my God! With the Kyrie Irving trade, right? Wow. Blake Griffin had yet to be traded. He, he was still a Clipper. We didn't have our emergency pod. Did yet. not have the emergency pod. It was literally two weeks after the this. now famous emergency Blake Griffin trade pod. Pod. <laughs> I was. Dead set on having Paul George. <laughs> you wanted him so bad, bro. At, during that time, I wanted Paul George way more than I wanted LeBron. <laughs> you did. You wanted him so bad. Okay, that's right. You were okay. DeMar DeRozan had recently set the Toronto scoring record. Okay. 52 points for yeah, the Raptors. 52, okay. 
And, Loving uh, being in Toronto. He was so happy being there. Yeah. Okay. And then, uh, obviously, going with the brand, we were complaining about the refs. So, it was, <laughs> nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. Well, <laughs> outside, yeah. of, outside of those major things that happened, the we refereeing were, remains. We were still complaining about the refs. Dude, that is great. You had to dig in the archives. Wow. But think about that, though. Lamello, so much has changed well, since we, then. We've been talking about LaMelo and Jello for a long time, and they've come a long way. Just watching Melo right now. I posted on our Instagram page. Yeah. At Clips and Drew. Uh, if you want to follow us between the legs dunk yeah like he's come a long way dude i think he i think he's gonna be just fine he needs to put some weight on him and do what he's got to do and that'll come he's, jello's gonna be, fine. be a really good ball boy for him so jello <laughs> jello's just get in the booth jello let's get in the booth hey we <laughs> you're gonna start rapping i just mean start rapping do just something, start just bro. start doing that i mean why not just ride the wave uh nurkic had one of the the, the only game yusuf yeah just say it one more time. Say it with respect. Yusuf Nurkic. Yusuf Nurkic. Uh, had, had the first game in NBA history to have 20-plus points, 20-plus rebounds, 5-plus assists, 5-plus steals, 5-plus blocks. Nobody in NBA history has ever done that. Which is crazy because there's been a couple quadruple doubles. That, you would think that, but then the steals are the tough one, I think. I don't think those were, were recorded. Because i got to imagine that the last, the last guy who did that, I think it was a warrior. What? Um, who did a quadruple double. Which, which means that four of those typically blocks well what i'm saying is not a quadruple double i know that i'm just saying it's interesting that stat is interesting to Uh me because there have been quadruple david robinson had a quadruple double exactly and you would have think that like just in the course of that unbelievable game he might get his hands on five steals you would think he might get you know some version of that right that wasn't done before it's crazy to think but nurkic is a is a baller he's so fucking he's a he's a good player hooper yeah uh i want to i want to end on something really fast yeah uh, we, you know, we are both huge fans of of uh, Luca, Luca Mania. Uh, uh, what was the song? What was our song? Hallelujah, Hallelujah, is the nickname. So the Dallas Mavericks have filed for trademarks for quote the Matador mm-hmm. and quote El Matador. That's the Matador in Spanish. That thank you, Drew. Thank yeah, you for the translation. That's the Matador. In Spanish. Um, they have filed for trademarks for those names yeah. for Luca. Yeah. And these were nicknames given to him by player development coach Mike uh, I want Procopio Precipi I don't know the I don't know the fucking name of the coach. Okay. But this is what the coach named Procopio. God damn it, I don't know. I don't he know. He sounds Italian. Well, it's not our job to know the development coach's names. Maybe we should know. Maybe in 2019 that's going to be something that I I learned. Well, I don't like it because he's not even fucking Spanish. No. <laughs> well, he's probably Italian, right? No, I'm saying Luca. Luca's oh, yeah. not even fucking Spanish. No, but like they call him the Matador. The Matador. For whatever I mean, he, he played in Spain. I get that. Let's do. How about some Slovenian references? Here? Well, I don't think too many people know that. Ask the Ball Brothers. We will ask. They're Lithuanians right next door. But, they'll, they'll have some Slovenian. But look at the Mavs. Slovakian. Just, look at the Mavs just ready to brand Luca. You are the next. You are the next thing well, in it, Dallas. It works too, like because the Mavs, they're like they. I, I don't know if I don't know if matadors have ever ridden horses, but the Mavs, they're like a horse. You see that? You see that? These are bulls we're talking about. The Matadors Mustangs. do bulls, bro. I know that. I'm what I was saying True. is you're because, on the, this is the wrong animal. No, no, no. I I know that matadors fight bulls. I understand that. I understand. Who thinks matadors ride horses? I'm asking if they have ever ridden horses because the Mavs logo is a horse. True. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I love it. I'm oh curious. I was I'm curious. curious. Like, can we get? I know somebody at the Mavericks. We should hit them up and ask. And can them. we talk to? Them? Can we? I, I mostly I think I want to get down to why the Mavericks chose a horse 
as their mascot. Well, Maverick is somebody you think from the it's Wild a, Wild West. It's a wild horse? No, a Maverick is like... <laughs> <laughs> Drew's really big on horses right now, guys. <laughs> Give him a horse. It's because it's from Texas, right? Texas, but I would Texas, think. Texas, the Longhorns. And, but a Maverick, like I think about the movie Maverick. Like the like The, the movie classic. Top Gun? No, not Top Gun. <laughs> Drew, stay on fucking topic. Maverick was like a gunslinger, card okay. player, you know? Yeah. Some 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 dude from the south then rode horses and so because he was like a cowboy and then cowboys ride horses. But don't matadors nobody, matadors don't ride horses. <laughs> matadors do not ride horses. Oh my god, dude, that was so. All funny. of our Spanish friends, please please hit please, us up. If the if matadors ride horses, please let me know. If, or if you know a matador, if you know any matadors, yeah. let us well, know. Cal State Northridge, where I grew up, they were the matadors. Maybe I can ask. And them. there ain't no fucking. There is no bulls at Northridge, bro. No, nope. at all. There's a bunch of horses, though. Jesus. <laughs> oh my God, yo, 2019 is gonna be our year. Yeah. And Drew, guess what? <laughs> hey, this is our year, Drew. I'm so. This episode was so hot, but one of my res. I want people to know, bro. We're gonna switch it up a little bit. Okay. okay? What are we doing? We're, we're, this is the grown folk shit this year. We're gonna be on our grown man shit. Normally we go out with some some hip hop, some classic. Oh, you're talking rap. about the, the song. Yeah, I'm taking them out with something like, fellas, if you don't have this chick in your baby making playlist, <laughs> then you don't have a playlist. What is, who is it? We're gonna go out with my girl Sade. Ooh, I'm taking them back. Sade. No ordinary love. Mm-hmm. This ain't no ordinary podcast. This is no ordinary. That's what I'm talking. This ain't no ordinary pot. If Sade ain't in your baby making playlist, Yo, then you Sade. are doing it wrong. She is 70 years old and still fine as fuck. Is she 70? Damn near close, She's bro. She's be been close. doing this since She's, the 80s. Yeah, it's been a long time. This beat Smooth rocks. Yeah. Let this go. Let it play. So follow through with Clips and Drew. 2018, we're ghosts.